Listo, a ver, salud, otra vez. Salud. From Seltzer to Kombucha. Vámonos. Let's go. La selección de México, mi César. Ya está. Welcome back, folks. We are going to give you guys another bonus episode. So we just got the list of the convocados of the first call-up for the Mexican national team since the World Cup. They got the new head coach, Diego Coca. Uh, they got a new process. They got a new comité of owners. Whatever <laughs> There's a whole is. fucking shit show going on with the federation. But they got a new coach. And that new coach selects his team ahead of the Nations League that's coming up. They have two matches, one against Suriname, one against Jamaica. So he released a list of 34 players that will be going to one game or the other. And we're, what we're going to be doing is going over that list, giving our reactions to it, any uh, players that got snubbed, players that should not be there, that are there, and just kind of an overall idea as to what we think about this team moving forward. If this gives you optimism, if this makes you feel like we're completely doomed ahead of the next couple of years in 2026. How are you feeling, Sissa? I'm feeling good. I think overall I'm happy. With, I guess not happy, but I feel good about the list. Could it be better? Yes. Is it terrible? No. No. Let's get right into it then. I'll go down the list by position. Yeah. Let's and then uh, we'll call it from there. Diego Coca announced his team. We got three goalkeepers. We got Guillermo Choa coming back, maybe on the path to his sixth World Cup, the first player ever. Ever. Who knows? Carlos Acevedo, the one that everyone's been screaming about. Antonio Rodriguez, Tonio Rodriguez from Tijuana. Maybe a big surprise. Defensas in the defense, they got Israel Reyes from America, Nestor Araujo from America, Hector Moreno from Monterrey, Jesus Gallardo from Monterrey. El Tiba Sepúlveda from Chivas, Kevin Álvarez from Pachuca, Jesús Angulo El Stitch from Tigres, Julian Araujo from Barcelona, Jorge Sánchez from Ajax, César Montes from Español, Johan Vázquez from Cremonese, and Gerardo Arteaga from Genk. De los medios, we got Luis Romo from Monterrey, El Ponchito González from Monterrey, Roberto Alvarado El Piojo from Chivas, Fernando Beltrán from Chivas, Charlie Rodriguez from Cruz Azul, Uriel Antuna from Cruz Azul, Marcel Ruiz from Toluca, Eric El Chiquito Sánchez from Pachuca, Diego Laines from Tigres, Sebastián Córdoba from Tigres, Edson Álvarez from Ajax, and Eric Gutierrez from PSV. En la delantera, our forwards, we got Irving El Chucky Lozano from Napoli, Orbelín Pineda from AEK Athens, Henry La Bomba Martin from America, Roberto de la Rosa from Pachuca, Raul Jimenez from Wolverhampton, and Santiago Lebote Jimenez that everyone's been screaming for from Feyenoord. Let's go. Cesar, what are your initial thoughts on that list? At a high level, tell me if you like them or not. Uh, were you expecting more from Diego Coca? I... No. I like them. Um, I think some of the players can be switched out. Overall, the idea of being, bringing in the new generation is good. All of, a lot of these uh, players are young. You're, you don't have the likes of 
Hector Herrera. You don't have the likes of Hector Moreno. I would probably remove. I'm surprised in the goalkeeping section that he brings Tonio Rodriguez from Tijuana. I was watching a few games um, of Tijuana these past few weekends, and I don't like him. I, I, it's We've talked about him in past episodes. Yep. He's got a weird form in a lot of different situations. And yeah, you've shared that you, you're not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, I think for that third position, you should bring someone else um, that's maybe a bit younger to start building him, especially having Ochoa, who's um, he's had an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if he's trying to, Ochoa's trying to uh, go to his sixth World Cup, I mean, it's Ochoa. You know, yeah. right? I don't, there's nobody else that has gone to Europe as a goalie. Look where he's at now. Yeah. So he brings a lot of experience, which is good for someone like Acevedo. And in this case, it's Tony Rodriguez, which I should I think it should be someone else. Yeah. And there's some players uh, that were a part of the World Cup that are not there, right? We don't have HH on don't. here. We don't have Andres Guardado. Uh, we don't have Alfredo Talavera. We don't. So Alfredo Talavera was 38 years old. Some of the players that were being called out as a needing a, a generational shift that should be the ones sacrificed for that are not there. But they do have the Guillermo Choas, They do have the Hector Morenos, which are the players uh, that have that experience that maybe can keep this core group together, right? It can bring that experience. Yeah. Who would you bring as your third keeper? So uh, a big thing that I was seeing on online was that a lot of people were saying, well, we're running out of players. Right. Some people were saying Malagón. Yeah. Some people were saying, try out Ajil Alcala, try out David Ochoa, bring in some of the dual nationals that are in Europe. There's a, a couple, at least. Oscar Wale is in, like the, in the second division, uh, half Spanish, half Mexican. And then the other dude is, um, he's the third keeper for, for Bilbao, Bilbao. Um, Padilla. Yes. And people were saying, people were saying, bring him, cap tie him, and give him a shot, right? But he hasn't debuted on professional team, he, right? He so who, right. who would be your third uh, for Super. me, I think the obvious choice would be Malagón from America. He has that first division experience with Necaxa. He's in the biggest club in Mexico. It's only logical to bring him in. You could also argue that Malagón hasn't played in months either, right? He's the backup to Oscar Jiménez. Malagón had the quality before to be the U23 keeper and to uh, like fight for a spot to be called up for the first team, right? He went to America in hopes of getting that spot and being the keeper of one of Mexico's largest teams. And unfortunately, the coach respected the the tenure that Oscar Jimenez had there, and he's been playing, but he hasn't gotten that shot there. And it's it's a big what if, and I think Diego Coca probably took that into consideration and was like, I'm not bringing a backup keeper and that hasn't played, right? So he didn't bring Malagón. But mean, you are running out of keepers at that point because so many, the rest of the keepers in Mexico are extranjeros. Yeah. There's Gil Alcalá at Querétaro. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you could bring in Corona again. If Jurado were actually play, playing, this that should be his spot. If Jurado, Jurado would have never gotten blackballed and completely shunned from Cruz Azul. That would be his spot, that third spot, if Malagón slipped up, which Malagón perfectly is slipping up right now that he's not starting. If Jurado were there, I think it would have been him. No, I think Malagón is going to be the, the third goalkeeper for the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, but he's got to start playing. Uh, yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is... Well, bro, I mean, what do you think? If he just stays how he is, he's never he's going to get it? He no, will. he won't. He will. 
He will. He's got to, yeah, he's got to get, he's got to break through. The keeper competition in Liga Mekis is, is not the best to pull from. And we so go like back if you start doing process of elimination, you're just like, fuck, this fool really did have between Tonio Rodriguez, Gil Alcala, and backup keepers. Well, no, you also had um, Cota. Yeah, Rodolfo Cota would be good, but maybe he's a he bit is. Older maybe he well. is looking towards a generational change, and he doesn't want the backups to be that old, yeah. right? He doesn't want Talavera, who's super old, and Cota's a little bit younger, but he's also very old. Don Rodriguez is at least, I mean, he's twenty-eight, he's 29. thirty years old, oh, thirty, Aita. which I mean, apparently is super young for keepers in Mexico. <laughs> no, but I mean, it goes back to what Tuca was saying. You don't have formadores. And it's really noticeable at the goalkeeper position. And it's terrible to watch. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes it is just about lack of opportunity. And there's one position that has one spot available on a soccer team. And it's the keeper position. And sometimes when you treat that position so... Like when you treasure that position so much, you export it to an extranjero that has 15 years of professional experience. Like you do with Pachuca. And they brought Ustari who had such a long career already. Is how are you going to compete against that when you're yeah, 22 started. years old? Yeah, that's just the the woes that Mexico has right now. So they got to keep producing those, and they got to get some of these U17 keepers, U20 keepers to finally break through. But I mean, me personally, if we're keeping on this topic of young players, I'm surprised if Orlegi has so much power in this whole thing that they didn't bring more of their players from uh, Santos and Atlas because. I would have figured they would be a lot of the young players. We didn't get Omar Campos. We didn't get uh, Osiel Herrera. We didn't get Jeremy Marquez. We didn't get, what's his name, Luis Reyes from Atlas. We didn't get Saldivar from Atlas. We didn't get uh, Aldo Rocha. None of these yeah. guys that are like staples in in Grupo Legi and that actually won the championship for Diego Atlas. Coca. Yep. Twice, the campeones. I don't know if he was maybe just... He didn't want to seem biased. Didn't want to seem biased, no favoritism. But I would have figured he would have had more names on there, and he didn't. He does have Jesus Angulo, who he had at Atlas and Tigres. Cordova. Yeah, Cordova was a bit surprising, along with Linus. Yeah. Well, Linus, um, they didn't work too much together, because I'm assuming like a week or two, because he had just gotten... he Coca was on his way out. But yeah, those are a couple of names that like are a bit more risky. I'm assuming more based off of their potential, mm-hmm. because Linus has been getting... Maximum 20 minutes a game. Yeah, I think maybe he's looking back at maybe Las Olimpiadas, how these guys really worked well together. He wants to keep that, building that. But like you mentioned, you're not taking Malagón because he doesn't have enough minutes. Yeah, you're taking Linus. You're taking Cordova. Yeah, yes, I, I get it. They're, they can be that difference makers, but they're not being that at their clubs consistently. So why bring him? It, it the the logic is interesting because a lot of the times there are Mexican players starting over them, which is weird. Like a uh, Cordova, sometimes Vigon would start over him, but uh, but sometimes it it is interesting to see that you'll bring in the younger hotshot versus the guy that's actually starting in that position. Like if you brought in one of those Atlas mids, like Onosiel Herrera, but then at the same time you have Aldo Rocha there, who's been like tearing it up for fifteen years in the league. Yeah. And just never got the love because he's just shorter, sm- smaller, slower than everyone else. But I bet, give me a, a couple names that you would have thrown in instead of some of the players that you said that can be interchanged. Some of the players that were thrown in is Isaís from Pachuca. Mauricio Isaís, you would throw him Isaiz in instead of a Jesus Gallardo. 
Okay. I think Jesus Gallardo right now is just like um Monterrey's first place. It's just it like it hurts me seeing uh a Jesus Gallardo there. He did pretty good at the World Cup. He did. Okay. He didn't do bad. But Mexico he started didn't do well. No, no, no. Mexico did not do well. Okay, so he stood out fine. Uh-huh. Okay, but so we're doing a generational change. Continue that. Apparently he's with. not doing a generational change. Wow. Based off of this list, it's not okay. that big. It's not it, I get There's it. not a single Outside of Bebote and Julian Araujo, there's no more U21s. And in 2026, a 21, 20-year-old player would be 23, 24, 25. That is a great age for a player to be at their top level. And there's not, outside of those two, there's nobody else on here. So I, I, I don't see a generational change. I see it getting a little bit fresher, but it's not by any means younger. Who else? Give me another player. Another player would be someone like El Mudo. I think he's injured. Oh, okay. To be honest with you, I think I think he's just come Instead back from of injury. De La Rosa, because you know Eric Aguirre was part of that Olympic squad yeah. as well, so he can come in and fit perfectly into to this team. Mm-hmm. What about what about Poncho Guzman? El Poncho that would be Victor Guzman one. has been one of the best players in the Yamekis for the past three years, maybe uh, more. You can argue. With Pachuca, especially. With Pachuca, even more. And then with Chivas, he's been doing really well since actually starting with them now. Uh, he's not called up La Chofis. La Chofis. La Chofis is like tied for second or third in Goleador and Liga Mekis, and he's not getting any love here. And like I said, all the Orlegi people, Diego Medina, Omar Campos, Luciel Herrera, these guys are, they're not there, so it's, it doesn't look like he's like trying to. And I, don't, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because the first convocatoria, it makes me feel like maybe he'll start bringing more players as these things go. Like he'll start swapping out players. The next round of games that they have, he'll bring another fresh round with his core group. He'll bring in more new new people where I would like to see some of these guys. But it would have been super nice to see like an optimized full team without a couple of the names that a lot of us have like pain points of, right? That it feels like we're pulling teeth when they yeah. have these guys there. But I also have like Chiquete Orozco from That's Chivas. That's who I was just going to mention. Jesus Garza, the outside back from from Tigres, is doing really well. Who he had at Tigres. The other Victor Guzman, uh, El Toro from Monterrey. The starting, He's the starting center back now with Monterrey. The one that was in Tijuana. He's starting with Monterrey now and he's doing really well. The one that was, he was being rumored to Besiktas or Fenerbahce or some shit. Yeah, I, I do think... In, in my mind, if I had to give it an overall grade or like a, a, whether I like it or not, I do really like this. I like this convocatoria because at least he, he got, he's starting to show that he was getting rid of the, the plus 35s right. type players, right? Except for a Moreno, Moreno and Ochoa. At Araujo as well. Which I do think you can't go fully without some of those because I can't imagine this Mexico team having just all Liga Mekis, all like some European players, but that are under 35, I don't really see any more leaders coming. Mm-hmm. Chucky Lozano's not that guy. No. Raul Jimenez might not even be there. Right. Um, right. So some of these, I do see an Ochoa still being there, being fine. And Hector Moreno, I think those are good decisions. And it, it does give me a bit of optimism. I love having Marcel Ruiz. Yep. That's that a dude's big one. Been, I've mentioned him on the podcast multiple times. He deserved that 100%. I also like that he brought in um, El Poncho Gonzalez, who I've been screaming for on here. He deserved that, and he got that. I love that so much. 
Um, and the usual is like Edson Alvarez. Yeah, still having Edson Alvarez, having Eric Gutierrez. Those guys need to s- take the next step up to be the 100% leaders on the team. I think he has to And the best up. players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to a World Cup when he was 18 years old. He's been playing in Europe for years now. He has to take that role away from a Moreno, from a Guardado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there has to be a passing of the charge, right? And I like that they have a couple of the older heads in Ochoa and um, Moreno to help them transition into that. Because if they were not there, if he brought in, uh, if he had Acevedo as the number one and he brought in some other center back instead of Moreno, I think this team would be struggling on both ends at both of the games. Um, and it's, as far as like the locker room aspect of it goes, it's like people might be looking around like who's going to lead what's going on here right especially if i i'm optimistic about this team i want to see what kind of a process he can start out of this and if we can see any immediate any immediate progress in the first couple of games just now if we can see it immediately if it's going to take a while these first few games are going to be really interesting to watch for sure so you you told me player players that you don't like on here Sorry, you I, had said a couple names that you did not like. Gallardo was one of them that I did not mm-hmm. have seen them. Cordova, Lainez, I don't think deserve to be there. Yeah. And Luis Romo, we didn't even touch up on him. But Luis Romo hasn't been the player he was at Cruz Azul. A lot of these players from Monterrey are kind of shielded by how well they're doing as a team. Uh, the interesting thing I saw a lot of people arguing, should Funes Moni be there? He's the second high school scorer in the Yamekis. Bigamekis isn't drowning in goleadores right now. I mean, he has the World Cup experience. He does have the World Cup experience. 12 minutes. Yes. He, <laughs> he was on the plane. <laughs> but he has that experience that may help with a lot of the younger players. I'm dead. He, but he would have taken Roberto de la Rosa's spot, which I mean. Yeah, I mean, give Roberto de la Rosa a shot. I think uh, Jimenez, Raul Jimenez, and. Lozano or Belin Pineda being there provide that um, guidance for someone like Santi Jimenez and for someone like Roberto La Rosa. Yeah, De La Rosa is one of the, the most criticized, I think, on here as well because he only has two goals in the season. Uh, Maybe we, men- it, we mentioned in our episodes that he's not responding, I think, as needed per uh, what Almada's probably asking of him. I mean, just what the position is entails. He needs to produce and he hasn't been doing so yeah he needs to produce weirdly enough Almada is giving him all the opportunities in the world and he's not really taking advantage of that maybe they all see something that we don't I mean I I, I, I've seen in the past uh, a couple scenes ago he knocked out Chivas he had an amazing game and he scored a a killer goal just, just to put him in the coffin so I've seen him do it physical player very fast High soccer IQ knows how to get him behind the lines and and got a breakaway against Chivas and scored the goal to put him away. He just needs to do it consistently because if not, you're going to lose your spot in Liga Mekis to an extranjero like Chicharango who's about to take it from him, right? Yeah. But it's weird that the, the coach has given him that much opportunity. We've seen it with Cruz Azul. We've seen it with America that they have these younger players. They'll maybe give them half a shot, one shot, a couple minutes. And if you don't capitalize on that, you're not getting another one. Yeah. Uh, and he's gone multiple. This season, he has not been on it. Uh, but I'm glad he's on this list. He gets a chance. But I think he's one of the most criticized ones on here. Like you said, Diego Lainez. 
has not been good by any means. Cordova, I think, has been doing a little bit better, but they're still subs. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. None of the uh, some of these players that we like to criticize that we've been criticizing, like Linus and Cordova, they're not. They're not like guaranteed starters. No, they're so not getting minutes by the bunches. Hopefully, Coca is asking of them to come to La Selección. You know, gives them esa, ese voto de confianza para seguir trying to get better. Yeah. Um, but the, the other side of the coin is them just being comfortable in what they're doing. Oh, I play 15 minutes and I get called up. What's up? Yeah, and that's one of the big things that people have mentioned about one of the tools that these coaches have to get some of the younger players in, uh, like a like a Jordan Carrillo from Europe, right? Like a, like a Marcelo Flores, if you bring those guys in. Because sometimes you can bring those in as like really hyped up European squad or like like young players that are doing things differently. They are trying to break through in their first team squads at a young age in a different country in Europe, right? Where it's so tough to do that. But you bring them in and you get them that visibility that their coach maybe doesn't get there because they don't put them in, right? Uh, we've seen uh, Argentina do it with some players that are super young. We've seen, uh, we've definitely seen the U.S. do it with like second division players, right? They're players that do well in the in the minutes that they get, but they don't get full exposure. So then you bring them in and you give them a shot. And yeah. I feel like that's something that this group needed too. It's a lot of the household names. Yeah. It's very much household names, things that we're used to. And I, I did want to see a little bit more uh, risk in here, a little bit more. Like, who's that guy? Let me go. Yeah. I, I would like an is. Omar Campos yeah. out wide. Uh, like a, like a Jordan Carrillo, like I just mentioned, right? Go and grab a dual national. Exactly. Something like that that makes you feel like, oh, these guys are being aggressive. They like. They're, they mean it. They're they're fucking getting ready for 2026. Give them a go. Um, it, but it, it's the first convocatory. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I do like this list. But I think you could get more aggressive. If I were to grade better. it, I'd say a C. I give like a B minus. A C plus. I the one thing that I was mentioning on Twitter with some folks is I, I would love I wanna hold I wanna bite my tongue for a little bit because I I will go a little bit harder at it when he trims it down to twenty. Because half of these guys aren't gonna be there. Right. But who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be the same that we've seen? Or are you going to get rid of some of those same that we've seen because you're done and tired and you're like, you've given all you can give. Give me somebody else that I can experiment with that can maybe give me break through that roof that you have. Uh, and uh, I don't know, start their, their very successful future path in soccer to go to Europe. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing. I want to get some of these youth players in there, get them the exposure at a national team level when you bring in those youth players, they will go above and beyond what you ask of them, and they will they they'll do better than a lot of these players that are just so used to it. Yeah, we saw it with Julian Araujo when he would get called up. He was a nobody from LA Galaxy. Dude was fucking hustling out there with Mexico, and I bet you that got him some exposure. Definitely, yeah. And now look where he is. And look at him in Barcelona now. Let's go. But that's that's our wrap up, folks. Did you have anything else to say? No man, just excited to see these next few games for for Mexico and see what they can do. And like you mentioned, I hope this thirty man squad or thirty five, whatever it is, 
Um, it's mainly because you want to phase out uh, these experienced players. Um, but yeah, once they trim it down, I want to see something more aggressive, something more refreshing. Yeah. So what's the plan you were saying? So they got two games coming up. They got Suriname first and Jamaica. Yeah, so I heard some pundits saying that um, they're going to split the team. Most of the Europeans are going to go to Jamaica, and most of Liga MX players are going to go to Suriname. And it's only because of the logistics. Yeah, uh, The players that go to Suriname have to take dos escalas and then get to Suriname. That's why uh, the European-based players are going to get here and spend a few days at El Centro de Alto Rendimiento in Mexico City, and then they'll travel, travel to uh, Kingston, Jamaica. We're super excited to see what comes out of these games. Let's, uh, we're wishing them the best, and we'll see what this new squad's got. See if yeah. we can hear any new names. But yeah, that's all that we got for you folks. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Jump into the Discord. Let us know what you guys thought, who you guys love, hate, what you guys think of this uh, selección in our chat. What do you guys grade it? What do you guys grade it? Give us some hot takes. Give them some hot takes. Those are the good ones. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.